0: Love, talk
1: radio. Go with Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516 418 5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters.
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Go with Angels. This is the podcast inspired by angels. I had no intention of adding another podcast to my weekly tasks, already super, super busy. However, I have learned that if I don't listen when the angels speak, they will start nagging. It's subtle, but it's insistent. It's something you, once you understand it, you cannot. Not listen. It's it's just impossible to, well, it's not impossible. Yeah, I can, and I have chosen to not listen, and I've paid the prices. Angels do not speak to us like our friends do. But they're quite insistent in their own ways, and I'm learning that each angel has a different way to get our attention especially when they know that we have already acknowledged their presence in our lives and maybe we've chosen to ignore the signs. Those signs start coming more frequently and the whispers become more insistent. Now, the angels have told me when I asked them, why don't you speak a little louder, a little more plainly, so I can understand you? And the answer I've always gotten has been, Because if we spoke any louder, we would deafen you. And they don't want to do that. They're always loving and kind. Um, More than 40 years ago, I knew that I wanted to write a book about how how angels appeared in my life. This usually happened after one of my sons had a near-death experience which seemed to happen with more intensity and frequency as they grew into teenagers. And as adults, they're still experiencing some pretty scary things that happen, which they don't usually tell me about until afterwards, after the emergency room visit or the hospitalization, then recovery. They'll usually call me and say, oh, by the way, just thought I'd let you know I had this or that or the other thing. Um, I started writing about these incidents as they happened while the details were fresh in my mind. I wrote about car crashes, mother's intuition, horrifying and awe-inspiring accidents that my sons walked away from with a little more than scratches. I wrote about cars spinning out of control on black ice and miraculously driving themselves out of ditches. I wrote And wrote wrote for 40 years or more. That's all I did. The whole time I'm thinking, one day when I have all my stories completed, I will publish a book. Let me tell you, that's not what happened. I'm still writing stories. Still remembering accidents and near misses. Still finding scraps of paper and journal entries with stories in them. From before I started keeping them on computers. Now, I want to take a little tangent here, which I, I do quite frequently. I try to stay on task, but I need to let you know that I've heard voices for most of my life. My mother told me that a relative once thought that I was not right in the head. Eh, she might have been a little bit right. but She saw me conversing with invisible people. My mother knew I was talking with angels, and she told this well-meaning relative that I was talking with angels. There have been periods in my life where I tuned out those voices, as I said earlier. I listened as other authority figures told me that I couldn't possibly be hearing angels or voices from Gus, who is God, universe, spirit, source. More than 30 years ago, I heard my first angel as an adult, though I know they'd been speaking to me for years, and I had been dismissing their voices as my own thoughts, and I figured I was just imagining things. They didn't always make sense. I mean, for instance, why would I heed a voice telling me to leave my marriage when it didn't make logical, earthly sense? The man was a decent man decent provider in the financial sense, and he didn't beat me. For more than two years, I had heard a voice telling me that if I wanted to live, I needed to leave. And that simply seemed silly until the day it didn't. When I could acknowledge that Gus was actually the voice, not my imagination, I was able to walk out on a 25-year marriage that had been filled with emotional and psychological abuse. The term gaslighting hadn't been created yet, but I'd known for years he manipulated me and the situations to suit his own narcissism. Once Gus knew that I was listening and receiving the messages, they started coming more frequently, and I was learning how to discern which messages were from spirit and which were from my ego. You see, ego tends to speak from fear and doubt. Spirit speaks only through love and tenderness. Once I learned learned how subtly different the languages were, I was able to hear more messages. Though I am more claircognizant than clairvoyant, I simply know things. I don't receive psychic messages that I can pass on. I'm learning that I will be able to. That may be a gift that I am developing, but at this moment, I just know stuff. Now, for more than a year, two psychic friends who do frequently receive messages from spirit relate those messages to me. Because as one of them said, I tend to ignore them if they don't come from a third party. I'm guilty. I know that. I am learning to be a better receiver. Though these two friends did not know each other, their messages were uncannily similar. Finish your book. Well, silly me, I had to push back. Which book? The answer was always, you know which book. I did. I did. I I, I knew. Gus was telling me to finish the book about angelic encounters. Now, the reason I say which book is because I have about 20 books. I know my husband really wants me to finish the novel that I started based on a real-life event where I was stalked for about 10 years. Um, The guy was subtle, but when he finally revealed himself, it was pretty scary, and that was... When I you know I I woke up the next morning thinking oh I should write this book. Um, I've got children's books I've got more memoirs maybe not angelic related but just some great stories like when I was held at gunpoint at uh, a resort on my honeymoon totally different kind of story. Um, I got lots of stories about writing and procrastination and inspiration. I've got some short stories that are just simply for fun. I've got some darker stories, but I always knew when they'd say spirit is saying for you to finish your book. And I'd say, which book I knew instantly. It was the book about angels. I was never content to just say, okay, I would always say, But I've got more stories to write. I'm not finished. My husband would tell you that I will argue with a lamppost. I guess I used to use delay as a coping method when I'm unsure. Then I got a message that said I was finished. The book needs to be published now. You can always write another book later with more stories. My butts were met with stares from my psychic friends who said they were tired of receiving messages from me that I kept ignoring. And they wanted to see me finish the book. The world needs to read it, one of them told me. Finally, a different friend who's intuitive but doesn't claim to be psychic challenged me by suggesting that I was afraid. I know Gus prompted her to use those words because my husband thought he'd been challenging me to finish my book, any book, when all he'd ever done was encourage me. A challenge was too good for me to ignore. So a few months after she issued it, I held the first copy of Go With Angels in my hands. Two weeks after that, Now, I I was still reeling from the euphoria of having published my first book. Literally two weeks after I held that book in my hands, I heard a message from Gus. And it was clear to me. I I had no doubt in my mind at the time who who the messenger was. I knew it was someone from spirit. I heard, I want you to write a book about angels for children. I thought that was going to be super easy. It was, and it wasn't. I spent two weeks trying to write words that failed to make sense. So I sat down, got into a state of meditation and contemplation, and there is a difference. If you want to know more, ask me and I'll tell you. But I sat down and I asked Gus what was up clear as, as if anyone was speaking to me. I heard a voice that was so subtle nobody else could have possibly heard it, but I heard it and it was crystal clear. Paint the pictures and the words will come. My first thought was, wait, what? I am not a painter. And then I heard, that's what Michelangelo told me once. I'm pretty sure I heard a chuckle. So for the next six weeks, I put acrylic paint on canvas, and I made some very elementary-looking pictures of angels. When I showed them in a text to one of my sons, he asked me if I'd ever considered using AI. No, 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 huh? I had no idea how to use artificial intelligence to use anything. This was not long before chat GPT started in full swing. So my son told me where to begin. Gus was naturally right about the painting process. I painted on canvas maybe two dozen images, very childlike images, which Got me to the conversation with my son, who got me to using AI. I used a program called Mid Journey, and I created hundreds. I want to say there were about 400, maybe 450 images. And then one day, I I just I couldn't think of another thing to try to draw. Now, these weren't necessarily images of angels. Some of them were, but some of them were images of objects that I associate with angels, such as a feather, um, a white feather, especially. I think of angels. Tinkling bells, I think of angels. Um, Happy children make me think of angels, butterflies, dragonflies, time, specific time sequences. And so I'm just creating all these images, and then I stopped I just i just I'm done, and it was it was strange because at that point I started thinking, well, maybe I'll start going through these images, and um I will. I'll figure out what the words are, or at least I'll choose. I mean, I knew I couldn't put 400 images in my book. I only needed about 32 for a children's book. So I started sorting through them and and, and sifting through them. And as soon as I did, as if by magic, or maybe I should say as if by miracle, the words for my angel book just flowed. 4 months after my first thought about doing a children's book about angels I held a copy in my hands now, Folks I'm going to run a real quick little um, thing here because I have to let my cat out of my office So just listen to Jennifer in 25 seconds I'll be right back
2: Be Unique Radio brings you unscripted conversations with world changers and difference makers Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on all your favorite platforms. Visit BeUnique.org to learn who is scheduled next and how you can talk with our guests and become part of the show. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. See you there.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jennifer. I'm really excited. Talking about angels. The Angels protected Jennifer, Garrett, and Bob as they came from Seattle back to Orlando to get Garrett into a cancer trial. This young man has been suffering, and I mean suffering, for over more than a year. And they finally got him into a cancer trial, and fortunately, it's very close to home. So, um, Gus, thanks for that. We've all been praying for Garrett and trying to get him into any cancer trial and getting him into one that's close to home is just nothing short of a miracle. But back to where I was talking about what it feels like when angels speak. As I said, four months after my first thought about doing a children's book about angels, I held a copy in my hands. And this is where the story takes a very interesting turn. I showed that copy to Linda Humphrey when she came from Tennessee to visit Florida. My books were still in the process of being printed. The copy I was holding was a proof copy. I watched Linda's face transform as she read my book. Then she said, you know, I've written a children's book, too, but I'm having trouble finding an illustrator. I told her that if she was willing to wait until my busy schedule cleared, I'd be happy to help her. No, no, Linda told me. You are much too busy for that. I know God will direct me to an illustrator. Then she said, you know, if I could get my book finished and it can make people feel half as wonderful as I feel when I'm reading yours, I'll die happy. We went our separate ways after lunch, and I continued with my life. I worked with the Unique Metafest event, which was coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. That event tends to leave me rather exhausted for a long time after it's finished. I sort of put Linda's book out of my mind. But then one morning I woke up and all I could think of was, call Linda. You need to call Linda right now. So I called her and I told her that God had awakened me with the prompt to tell her that I was ready to illustrate her book she literally cried for joy and told me that she had just told God a few days earlier that she was going to retire the idea of ever completing her book. She called me an answer to her prayer. We worked on cornfield fires of East Tennessee for less than nine weeks because it's, um, it's three months between the two different manifests. Right now we've moved that to four weeks between manifests. Um, our next one is going to be on uh, Small Business Saturday, November 2023, right after Thanksgiving here in the United States. But Linda and I worked on cornfield flyers of East Tennessee, got her the illustrations. I helped her write a portion of the book and she got them printed and we she was able to come to Florida to launch it at our next manifest just three months after she had all but abandoned hope of ever getting her book published. Now I'm working on completing a journey with angels. This book I thought was going to be, a journal, just a simple journal with angel stuff in it. Then I thought it would be part personal journal, part guided meditation, and part information about all sorts of angels. I'm rethinking all of this now because it seems to be taking on a life of its own. And I believe it's going to be more than one book. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be at least two. Linda has put me in touch with other author friends. They've been eager to find illustrators. So I know I'm going to be busy with that. I have been posting about this just on Facebook. I'm not advertising it very far and wide simply because I don't have the time to get my website fixed. Um, I've got so much going on and I'm not worried about it. God will direct me. Gus always takes me where I need to go. But I just Recently got contacted by Lauren Speak, another writer. She writes fantasies and she said, do you know anybody who can illustrate my cover, who can create my cover for my book? I said, yeah, I can. Not a problem. And she said I was an answer to a prayer again. That's twice. And it it blows my mind. I'm humble and, and awed by how God is using me to help other people. All of this is because I finally learned to listen and believe that the voices I've been hearing are much more than my imagination. As soon as I figure out exactly how I will be doing this, I'm going to be doing another podcast. These voices have told me I need to create another show about being mindful. Stay tuned for that. I don't know when, because just like with um, cornfield flyers of East Tennessee, I really thought I'd get around to it one day. And then I woke up one day, and it was one day, and it was uh, the day to start. If you'd like a transcript of today's show, just email me at mary at theunique.org. That's mary, M-A-R-Y, at B-U-N-E-K-E org. You can also email me there if you'd like to join me on a future Go With Angels podcast to talk about the angels in your life. Or if you have specific questions about angels. I'm learning so much as I'm writing my next book. And they're pretty good at coming in with answers for me if someone asks. So again, that email address is mary at b-u-n-e-k-e dot org. And I'll be back next Friday. Thanks for listening, folks. Oh, you know what? I've got a moment here. Let me play this real quick before I actually end the show. I think it's important for you guys to hear this from somebody else besides me.
2: Hello, beautiful lady. I've been meaning to find five minutes to reach out to you to thank you from the bottom of my heart and Mary Krause, who I call the Countess, for the two beautiful books. I'm dying to get in and really dig into your first book. My surgery is on hold right now because we know how finances go. Um, But I wanted to let you know I would like to buy one of the children's books. One of my dear, dear friends uh, lost her husband Saturday. He was only 33 years old to cancer. He found out three weeks ago he had cancer and he's gone. And your book came the same day. And I said, okay, this is not a coincidence whatsoever. And she has, um, her oldest son is two. Her youngest son is one. I did send her a couple of pictures um, of your book. And I said, Stephanie, I'd really love to, to purchase one of these books for you. So let me know how I can purchase it and if I could have you sign it and I'll just tell you what their names are to write in the book it is such a beautiful beautiful children's book and it's um no coincidence my granddaughters were here too and when my youngest one was reading through it she's five she goes Gigi that's all the stuff you tell us all the time and that's what you tell your clients and I "I know, because our angels are always there are angels that were not humans that were here, like Uncle Bridebride. Bride. So I would love to know how to purchase this book. Let me know. I'll give you Stephanie's address. Um, she needs all the help she can get. And I know this book will definitely, I'm not giving her mind. <laughs> I'm like, nope, Mrs. Krause bought that for me, the Countess. So I'm keeping that one to pass down to great-grandchildren at some point. But I would love to be able to purchase another one. I hope you're doing awesome, and I cannot wait to meet you someday. I told Mary, I'm like, oh, my God, I just love this lady. Just let me know where I have to go to purchase it. And I didn't know you were affiliated with Island Breeze. I love my girl over there who's also an angel mama. Her and I got very close a few years ago, and she's doing so well, and I just absolutely adore her. I hope you're doing well.
1: Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to Mary at BeUnique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.